much of a transmission this morning as a confession and a request for help. So um, we're into our dark Mars day, dark desire, dark eros. And um, this feels like in some ways the most challenging piece for me. One of the things that um, happens when you hold the center of something is that whatever your shadows are, color the field. So a lot of the ways and the reasons that I do what I do is because um, of my soul inspiration, but it's also because of my personal wounding, like all of us. And so particularly in this area of dark eros, I have my own bits of shadow. And those shadow have got to do with abuse as a child, have got to do with parts of me that are traumatized and still afraid of really powerful dark eros running. And those parts seek to create safe containers where they're not going to get triggered too powerfully. So that also means when I step out of the center, those parts come up for me because I, they feel less safe. Um, but it also means anyone who's holding any point for anything is going to color it, whether it's an organization or a temple. Or... So I have to get to a point in my own process where I trust the group. And so I want to share what that is because already, you know, people have reflected different, different shadow feedbacks I had. I, think I had from you, Alex, was that my, my um, fear of sex um, permeated the field and made men not get hard-ons. Or, um, yeah, of course, but I, I hope you don't mind me sharing it because I, I love it, you know, like, so I, I can find the peace there. Um, or, Ohad said that I was running a monarchal culture that, you know, um, squashed opposition. And, like, there are all of these things that are, that are natural when you hold the center of something. And the truth for me is, I don't want to hold the center of something, I want to live in a world where I feel safe. And I want to live in a world where the soul is safe. And so do you. So I want to do that with other people who want to do that. And my issue around you know, dark eros for me in particular comes from actually the, the original 20 years ago coming here and wanting to found a school for spiritual initiation for a generation of people who could have what I never had, which was deep, integrated education into who they are as a soul. But one of the pieces that was most challenging was the sexual piece, you know, because I had 30 young people in a, in a mansion who were all, like, wanting to explore and, like, what, what are the rules around teachers and students and all of that stuff. And so eventually I went out to the world to find, like, where is this being done? Like, how do you deeply integrate sexuality and spirituality? And so before coming back here, I had 10 years with Ister and other, you know, experiences in the world of like, oh, there are at least groups of people trying to do this, trying to actually deeply integrate our sexuality and our spirituality so that love can flower and the soul can be fully embodied in all chakras. But I also found um, in the sacred sexual world that there was a lot of bypass um, and in the name of freeing sexuality and running eros and so on, very tender parts of the being just fucked off. Very tender parts of my own being fucked off. So one of the reasons I held space is because that I could protect that part of my being and also that part of other people's beings. 
so that, and, and that was one of my commitments, that the most vulnerable feminine part um, in all of us to not have to leave or abandon just because the beast comes out. And yes, it's important to release and free um, all of the repression. But also I think that there's a reason for the repression. Everything is perfect, including the fact that we've repressed these energies for thousands of years. And there's a reason why we repress energies. And so, to me, a culture that just says, let's just free all of the repressions is a dangerous culture. And one of the reasons people come to my workshops all over the world is because they know that I will hold space on that particular piece. But I also want to let go of holding space on that particular piece. I want to live in a community that recognizes that piece is important and recognizes that piece is part of the puzzle. And I increasingly am, so I can keep getting off my you know, peace around it and do my own healing in the process. So I would love us to run a dark erotic temple tonight where all parts of us felt really good, that they felt they were in a space where love was sitting at the center. And they didn't have to hide bits of themselves in order to fit in or run energy because they were really afraid or all of that stuff that comes up. And until our eros is clear and freed and integrated, it's always going to be there underneath in all temples. Just like when we release our rage, when we, leave, when we release our, our dark um, emotional energies, they don't always come out beautifully. Sometimes people pick up a fucking Uzi machine gun and go downtown and take out 20 school kids. And yes, they do that because they're repressed, but it's a catch-22. Society has found ways of trying to deal with very dark and deep energies in the human psyche through repression, through Saturn. And we want to release that, but you can only release that if you replace that with really deep presence. Because without the presence, then those energies run, and they run in our own lives. And we all know that in relationship and our sexuality and everything else, that we can, we can allow energies to move, for sure. But can we ride the dragon? So I just want to, I want to share that also within the frame of, I know I've got my own peace here, I've got my own shadow in this. And my shadow in this is the part of me that's afraid. And that part of me is afraid because I've experienced personally in my own life as a child what it's like when those energies run without presence. And we all have somewhere. So I want to, I want to have those parts of us here. And I don't want a culture where parts of us are put aside because there's now a new culture where we're all sexually free or we're all like we all are like this or like that. I want this culture to be co-created out of our hearts and our love for each other, and I want it to be safe for us all. So when we run deep desire as I want to today, I want to acknowledge the fear that's also there and the tenderness that's part of the journey of unlocking repressed energies. So am I alone in this? Like, is this, a, is this a thing in our community? Like, is it, is it important? Yeah. And I know that I don't have the answer, and no one does, and I don't believe anyone's ideology on it, even though I'm giving you ideology, I'm trying to give you understanding about it. But when you run the energies, you run the energies. And the ideology doesn't help you in that moment, only 
your presence and your trust. So when we have distrust of those energies, then they can run in their shadow. And every temple I've been in for 10 years has enormous amounts of shadow. And it doesn't matter what anybody says, like there is time to run your energies and there is time to run your energies in a safe place with other people to run, who are also running those energies. But in the same as with our anger, we gradually need to reclaim it, reclaim it, reclaim it from the horizontal projection on others. We need to make, go vertically. And the same with our sexuality. We can do each other a lot of harm through those projections. So what do we want in sex? We want deep intimacy. And sometimes our sexuality gets in the way of that intimacy and sometimes it deepens it. So I just want to make one comment about the difference between what I'd say is dark eros that the, in the body mind. The dark eros in the body mind is basically we've repressed our lower chakras, we've repressed our sexuality, so I'm not going to make my upper chakra is more holy than my lower, I'm going to be able to go down and unleash these. And so that's like going down into your own dark. And that dark is, is, is set off against the light. Okay, but then there's a deeper dark, and this is that dark of the void. So within the body-mind, we have a light, which is our idea of what happens in the higher chakras and the subtle realms, and then we have a dark, and dark eros can run connected to the soul, and it can run disconnected from the soul. So this dark eros is part of this greater dark, the dark of the unconscious and the superconscious that surrounds the realms of light and allows the light to birth out of them. So the dark, this dark is connected to this dark. But what makes the difference between dark eros that has no soul and dark eros that is solarized is whether or not the light has come into the dark. Okay, so you can, you can go down into the dark and let go of consciousness and soul and presence. And that's a descent into it. And you can go down holding your light, holding your presence. So there's a big difference between going down into the dark and letting go of your presence and going down and taking that presence. And I feel like what happens a lot of the time when people go exploring, like when they go exploring their rage or they go exploring hard emotions, they can go exploring um, for the sake of exploring. And it releases the energies, but it sets up patterns in your energy system that want to run those energies. Because they're powerful, they're very powerful energies. So we all have this inside us. And then when we come into cultures like this, we have um, polarities. And those polarities are like some people are really good at, going, at holding presence in the dark. So they can go down, they're being down. Maybe they went down before they did their soul work or whatever. They can go down into the dark and they can hold presence in the middle of wild raging eros or screaming rage. They can hold their presence. Other people can't. So in a field of love, we actually have to find the place that's right for us. 
And if we drop into the collective idea that, oh, okay, everybody else is running this dark and I'm not and I don't seem to be able to, I can just shut aside my, my vulnerable part or, and pretend to be in this and do ourselves damage. How many people have done themselves that damage? Right. And the converse is that we can be afraid of our dark and then judge it and judge anyone who goes there as being, you know, like just indulging them, their animal or whatever, but we're really afraid. It's not a, it, the judgment is coming from our fear. So how many know that? Right. So this is our field, and we live in it, and we live in society in this field. So I just want to bring out to our workshop today um, these issues around our fear and desire and our struggling to get free of conditioning. And the difficulty of like just deciding free love, which is what the 60s tried to do, and it never got above the solar plexus, never really got to the heart, or denying it, or sublimating it. So the dark of our eros is connected to the great dark. And of course, all is perfect and all is divine. So you can go down and run dark eros from the perspective of it's all holy. And it is. But you can do damage to other people's souls and body minds in the running of it because it's very powerful energy. So it's the integration of power and love that we're into in these last two weeks. And down in the deepest part of our sexual nature is, is a deep power. And we want that power to be deeply integrated with our love. So, yeah, how many of you feel this is an important issue for you when you go into temples? Okay, great. Have a look around. I just want you to see that you are not alone. And I know that I have given maybe 20 years of my life to this, to, to this process, and I'm still lost. And I run workshops that people come to because they trust that I know the answer. I don't know the fucking answer. I know a lot of the questions and I know a lot of the ways that don't lead out of the forest. I know a lot of the dead ends and I know enough to know how to create a safe field for experimentation. But I don't know how the full integration works and I've never met it. I think it's in our future. But it matters to me. Like, it matters to me deeply. This is what my life's given to. And so I want to, I want to share with you that it isn't a path to follow. There isn't an answer. There isn't someone who knows. It isn't a new paradigm that you can, like, if you just come, you can, you have to, you have to, you know, do it in the alchemy of your own heart. And what's right for someone else is not right for you. So that, you know, the prerequisite for really playing in the dark, whether you're playing politically in the dark, like with shared leadership, or whether you're playing sexually in the dark, is you've got to be a son. So you've got to have made this transition that you're not, you're not just stuck in your body mind saying, oh, I need to go do some dark. And in a lot of the cross temples that I've run, you know, a lot of the dark, particularly the dark masculine, there's no, there's very little love there. 
anal fucking in the corner, you know, and raging, and it's not love, it's shadow of the dark masculine. And Kali energy screaming at people and chopping their fucking heads off, and you know, it's dressed up as love, but it isn't love. You know, we're still in the body mind when we talk about Kali and we talk about the dark masculine and so on, we're really just giving ourselves permission to be nasty with energies that we haven't run before. Okay, that's okay if you create a safe place to do that and let those energies mature and turn into something good, but it's still just body-mind. If you're in soul, if you're in the light, you can shine down into the dark and you can lift that energy up and it's power you can use. So how do we make sure that we have enough presence in the temple not so much that we repress Eros altogether, but enough that we don't let the energies run in the dark. Because when they run in the dark, they can undermine our presence. <coughs> so, because I'm not going to hold the temple, I have some personal fears around that. You know, like other people do. And I also feel like there's a... You know, part of the thing that we're letting go on the Piscean age is this trust that someone will hold space for us. Like space holds itself. And it's not really the masculine, even the divine masculine's job to make it safe for us. That's not really his job. We would like that to be because we're all still children. And we're all still children, particularly in those vulnerable places of ourselves. But actually... The divine masculine has to be present in each of us. Holding space has to be the reality inside us, just for us. Never mind anyone else, but can we hold space for our own wholeness of what's right for us and not project on somebody who's facilitating or leading or whatever to create a container for us? So as I resign you know, from holding the container, I want, I want to let you know why it matters to me to hold containers. Like when I do use my energy, my divine father energy to create a safe space, I do that for these bits. I do that for these bits of myself and for these bits of you that actually aren't ready for some of the things that they try to pretend they're ready for. So I want, I want you to be responsible for those bits. And I want you to know that this is a space where all of those bits are welcome. And you don't have to actually be anything that you're not. And you don't have to push edges beyond what is actually true for you. And you have, for those that do want to, then you have full permission to do that too, consensually with other people. And so in many erotic temples, there are always some people who feel like, oh my God, it was just, they ever went into their animals. And some people are like, oh, it was so repressed. And it's like, because we're all different. We're in different stages of our development. So I'd love to just drop in now for a moment to just bring this into the room with the person next to you, maybe someone you don't know so well, and just share what your story is with this, like what's actually true in terms of that relationship between your desire to liberate and be free and, and integrate your sexual energy and your fears and your vulnerabilities around it. Something for me is just the importance of holding a vertical 
Speak up. Yeah. Something um, that's alive in me is this importance of the miner holding the vertical current because I, I realized that when we did the seeding ceremony, there was a part of me that felt like I was raped and that I raped, but it's because I wasn't holding fully my own vertical current and I let a part of Sonia go in service of pleasing the person that I was with. Yep. And I that's just really important to me going into Temple tonight that like I keep coming back and not leave any part of Sonia behind. Great. So just on that, you know, like I heard Christy in the circle this morning, I don't trust my rage, where's the love in it, right? And some people know how to feel their love in rage. Some people know how to go into intense sexual passion and hold presence. And if we're really a group soul, we can create a temple where each person doesn't need to do it because we are doing it. But if we're all in our own little worlds, judging everybody else you know, based on us, then we don't have safety. So these are issues that are going to be important to us. Holding presence is really important. And we need to know if we slip on presence, somebody else has got it. Someone else in our field has got it. Okay, yeah. Go ahead, Mandy. Um, mine is not allowing myself the space to activate myself, whether it be that dark I find that I've come into an erotic temple and I perceive that it's gone deep and hard really quickly. And so my... I kind of freeze. My body mind's like, oh, I have to meet this. Everyone's fucking raging right now. And then I like push something that's not authentic. Mm -hmm. So I disconnect from myself and potentially harm others and, like, and me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something for me is uh, <clears throat> doing what we can in these containers to build the awareness and presence and consciousness. And then taking responsibility, even if I fucking fuck up or somebody else does, because we're, we're, we have to give ourselves permission, we have to be adults, and if we abandon ourselves to notice, and fucking abandoning myself, I lost presence, I lost awareness, and not to hold the container, like the overbearing father is just as damaging as the, the negligent father, because it's, 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 it's just creating obsession and repression. That um, I need trust. Uh, I need to be trusted for my heroes to even start to be interested. Mm -hmm. So if people don't trust me. This is like turning off my masculine totally. Uh, I need to be trusted to let my dark heroes to function, and also need to trust the other people that they can hold themselves. Yeah. I kind of resonated with what Shakara said this morning, like chasing that, like I've, I've, I've run lots of eros with lots of people and I know I can do it when I'm fully aligned and it doesn't bother me, but I've also tasted that divine vibration and like, so now there's a part of me that doesn't really want to sacrifice that for anything less mm -hmm. and I know that I should bring it myself and I don't have it, so then I kind of sit in this spiral judgment like I'm not there that means no one's there and they're not mm -hmm. tasting it and so then I kind of get looped in this place and that's when I start to project um, on, on Eros and, um, and I close mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like there's a point when we really I, we, uh, you really have to trust like the soul because 
because when two people or however many people come together, there can be this separation between like I'm doing this thing to you or blah blah blah, and you don't trust each other. But if there's consent for the soul to come in, then like and if I'm clear in my yes, I want to penetrate you, or I feel like my soul wants to come in and penetrate here, and your soul is like. I want to surrender, and then we say yes to that together, then something really magical can happen. But until there's that consent and like full surrender, then it's like this battle of the ego, this battle between just two bodies that are afraid of each other and what could happen if they surrendered together. So the key, the key there is like when two souls give their consent. So that's a big, that's a big prerequisite, you know. Because consent can come from totally different levels of your identity. The personality can go into victim. Yeah. But one of the sure ways you can tell is that if you're in temple, like one of the ways that we, we play in body-mind is if we have a part that's not okay, we take it out. Okay, so one of the ways, if, if we are feeling vulnerable or afraid, then we know we can't function with that, so we chop it off. Okay, then when we chop it off, it comes back later and we look for someone to, you know, take responsibility for the fact that we weren't fully, fully there. But equally, it's true the other side. If you are truly in soul, you should be able to sense the other person. So body-mind plays this game of like, one half says, 100% responsibility, everyone be responsible. Everyone's in their sovereignty, you know, and if anything happens to you that you didn't like, that's your issue, you should have been in your sovereignty, you should have been holding presence. That's one half of body-mind, and the other half says, you should be holding presence for me, and you should take responsibility, because you should know that I'm not, so that battle goes on. But none of that is soul. That's not a soul conversation. The soul conversation, there is no real my soul and thy soul, I feel you. I feel you as a soul. And I don't want to be running my desires over your desires and you, and also don't want to you, you to take advantage of me. I don't want to play that horizontal exchange game. I want to actually have presence soul to soul. And then a lot of that stuff disappears because if you are functioning as a soul with another soul, then you can talk about responsibility and you can talk about love. Otherwise, it's really just a blame game down in the body mind. Yeah. There's another part of responsibility for me is that as soon as I perceive any neediness or any wantingness, I like the build of a wall. Like mm. Taking responsibility for my own neediness and just letting that go and then coming into connection. And that's just when I receive it from somebody else, it's just not interested. I don't mm. want to like, get any hooks. And I wonder, if there's a way of being in service to mm -hmm. help them actually discover that, or I, I wonder like, what to do with that, because often it just shuts yeah. me down. Sure. Well, that's the whole point of trying to get into these last two weeks. If we are stuck in our body-mind, then what we are going to spend our time doing is talking about relationship issues and trying to resolve them. You can't resolve them in the body-mind. Or talking about sexual issues or... Um, personal things that are have got to do with us getting out of body mind. They don't actually have to do with resolving them. They are wasting our fucking time. Yeah. I'm so tired of of some people 
myself included for many years, and some people that I know, even in this field, that are absorbing themselves and distracting their soul evolution with relationship drama. It's like it's only afterwards that you see that you're doing that. While you're in it, it's all consuming. If we're truly a soul culture, we should be able to be up here. Enough of us are up here as a community that we can look at all of our body minds with all of their stuff and we can penetrate them. So instead of keeping these bits out, we bring them in for the light of the soul to heal them. Now we have a hugely powerful field. If we stay in body-mind arguing about rights and wrongs and trying to find ways and relationship stories, it can go on forever. That's one thing I have learned. I told you there's some paths that don't lead out of the forest. That does not lead out of the forest. It leads into endless intelligence about how to manage your wounding with other people, but it doesn't lead, it doesn't lead to liberation. And there are many people in the polyamorous community who have this nailed. They know how to communicate about feelings, and they know how to talk to the person that they're engaging. It's like endless intelligence, no liberation. Okay, if we want liberation, we come here and we shine down here. So who are the people in this field that, that know they can go into really dark, erotic places and hold presence? And I mean love presence, loving presence. Who are those people? Okay, so you're our your resources in this field. Okay? The thing is, if ever in the body mind world, you use whatever advantage you have for gain. Okay? So how can you use that advantage of being really comfortable in dark eros for gain to your body mind? How can you do that? Manipulation. What's that? Right, if you can hold presence down here and someone else can't, do you have an advantage? So what I found is the only way to prevent that is to slow the fuck down, stay connected on a soul level, and without getting into conversation... Okay, but hold on. I just want to... I don't want to go there yet, how not to get there. I want, I want you to see that if you have an advantage yes. and you're in body-mind, you have power. Okay? No matter what you articulate that, that everybody is on a level playing field and blah, blah, blah. If you have that, you have a power. Who are the people who hold presence really well in consciousness and awareness? Okay. So that also gives a power. So whatever we're doing in the light-dark, some of us have more developed than the others. If we're in a soul culture, we offer that as a resource to everybody else. If we're in body-mind culture, we, we reserve that as our way of being and getting what we need from that culture, which could be sex, it could be money, it could be um, attention, it could be validation. All of these are body-mind needs. So it's not about whether we are all integrated. It's are we enough in soul and in a culture of love, that we give our strengths to the group rather than reserve them for our own um, power, basically, because this is power. So if we were truly a loving culture, we could create a temple where those people who can hold presence in Da'eros were really in service to those who couldn't, so they could drop where those people who do have strong powers in the feminine, 
are offering those to the field so other people can develop them. Okay, because polarity works by being attracted to somebody who's the opposite. Love works by, by, by coming out of the core of that polarity. That's why the relationship dramas don't work. So, if we created stations in our temple where people were genuinely there to offer to the whole field the things that they are skilled at in the body-mind, the places where their soul has been able to shine through their body-mind. Like some people, you know, some, someone could have their body-mind totally solarized there and not there. Someone else will have the reverse. So if you are in a soul culture, you can accelerate your development way beyond anything that we currently do in our temples because your souls are saying yes to giving your gift to other people's body-minds. It happens anyway, but we're just doing it consciously. Then everybody could also bring their pieces that are most difficult and most wounded and most afraid in a way that's trusting, because they know they're coming into a temple where there's enough soul and where the collective intention is for everybody's healing and not for the, the use of your power over another. And it's very subtle, because power abuse is not just got to do with um, you know, somebody dominating someone else. It's very, very subtle. And it's got to do with who you think you are, your identity. If your identity is the soul and you are part of a group soul field, then you are everyone. And that's a sure way of knowing you're not in temple in a way that's safe when you are sitting inside yourself judging everybody. Or are you are busy using your power in the field to get what you want. Those are sure signs that you are in your separate self. And the big transformation that we're looking for at Haydn is instead of being the individual within a group soul, to experience yourself as the group soul in the individual. Like that's what truly gives power in the world. To somebody who has become the whole and that's shining that through an individual rather than the individual experiencing themselves within the whole. So if we all come in that mode, then we can create a safe temple. So this afternoon, I'd like us to workshop that. I'd like us to find our ways of workshopping our preparation for a temple that allowed the fullness of our erotic power to be here in such a way that helps liberate and transform and heal us all. Well, just holding it in a field is already a transmission. You don't actually need to transmit it because if you're holding it, you're holding it. Um, and then teaching about it is being able to know what it is that you're doing and help other people in such a way that your ego is enough out of the way that they really feel helped. Um, and transmission is when you're kind of actively directing the energy. So we are all by our presence. It's like how we show up on the inside matters. And soul work is to show up on the inside genuinely in the prayer of 
the love of the whole rather than showing up as an individual seeking your growth, seeking an experience, seeking all of the things that happen in the temple. The real predator is not some dark masculine or some needy feminine or whatever. The real predator is the ego. The real predator is the I. And what makes a field not safe is not, is not so much you know, where the, what quality the energies are, it's who's directing the energies and why. And that's the light we want in the temple. We want the light that allows us to feel when we are in that and when others are in that and to, and to put the effort into not being in that place. So becoming conscious of it just allows us. You can use that to mind fuck yourself and take yourself out, but you can also use it to just to be really present with like, what's my motivation right now? Where, where am I coming from? And what parts of me that I'm just labeling dark are really actually disconnected from love? And what parts genuinely do I need to drop into that I'm afraid of? If we were that vulnerable with each other, we would create a very safe temple and a wild temple. Okay, so... It still came through, though, didn't it? Like, we were having a dark body temple, but there was quite a lot of eros in yeah, the room, what right? Is the quality yeah, was like very, it felt very safe. Sure. Partly because we, we knew we weren't going into physical penetration. Who, who felt safe in the eros that was here last night? Anyone feel unsafe? There's one thing I do know, uh, again, from lots and lots of temples, when blindfold and dark, it's like, out it comes. And is it bad that it comes out? It's not bad. But the fact that it does come out, the parts of us that want what they want, um, needs to be seen. It needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be recognized. And then there are some people who really want to support you in running that. And clearing it and not having shame around the fact that you want to fuck. Like it's a beautiful experience to allow your animal to truly be in its desire to fuck. You should have, everyone should have that experience. But you should know that you're having that experience. Yeah. Can't hear you. Yeah, but and does can everybody be in their own authority? And that's a big that's a big question, you know. Yeah, and sensing really and sensing being able to feel what where someone else is. Yeah, you can feel where someone else is, and, and you can feel that they're not being honest. And yeah, for sure. And in some ways, Hannah, you're a really good example because you're you're a young generation and you're coming up with less um, need for healing. But there are a lot of people before you 
on the planet that have had a lot more conditioning to work through and are stuck in lots of different parts of their own being. Yes, so. And we're here and we should do the work. I've done a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of work on my sexual trauma. I was raped several times. I have done a lot of work. And so please do your work. Yeah, mm. we didn't. No. But e didn't. I'm not saying you haven't, but yeah. I'm saying if things are still keeping you from being in your presence, then, then do the emotional release, do what you need to do. The difficult thing here, though, is that, is that body minds telling body minds to be present doesn't really work. It's like it's souls that have to be. Because when souls are present, they're just naturally compassionate. They don't, they're not challenging you. They're, they're, they're embracing you. And they're holding, the, the, the discipline of using Mars at the soul level rather than the body-mind level is you hold to love. That's what Mars is for. And so you hold to love in the presence of upset and someone else's upset and someone else's blame and someone else's rage. You can hold to love. Yes. It's not something else. Not something no, else. it's... Yes. Okay. Who, who likes this idea and would like to do that? Yeah. So maybe it's it's a thing, but it isn't capturing it. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk into that a little bit. Like, what would help you prepare? Right, because the idea of the afternoon is that we workshop as a group in preparation for living it in our temples. And our temples are going to be as alive and powerful and safe enough as the work that we do in our afternoons. So what work do you need to do? And I guess I'm just curious then um, about who's going to be in the temples tonight. Is it going to be both fields? And are we both I think the other field are going to the forest. Is that right, Rich? Do you know? No. What's that? Nothing set. We don't know. Yeah. So I guess just that it's going to be representative of how can we bring that together. How can, if that's our intention, yeah. or either our intention is strong enough in this field to then flow if they've been doing work and other stuff, or can we do that together, or as the domain is doing that as well? Can we so if we were going to unite the temples, who feels like it would be important to do some workshopping with the other group first? Okay. So if, there, if you want to come into our temple tonight in this space this afternoon, we could do some integration. Otherwise, do your own. Can we ask the group if we want them to join? What's that? Sure. Who would, who would love the two temples to be together? 
All right. So other other elements that really are important for you, like if you were really, if this was your ideal world, and you wanted to go to a temple where eros was fully welcomed and allowed to be free in any way, what preparation would you really need to be able to be there? Yeah. I would want to practice holding the vertical current and inviting my dark eros in a container that we agreed that would have no physical touch first before entering into one which touches the last one. Okay, so I'm trying to find things that may resonate with others. So safely being able to work with your dark eros. Right. Okay, How, who, who feels that's important? Yeah, never mind about the, the, the I'm looking for where, where we might agree. Dark, working with our dark eros. Okay, great. Yeah, what else? Safer sex conversations. You, you, yeah, safer sex conversations before the temple. Yeah. So I had, like, with the, someone that, is maybe judging people with that are overtly sexual and yeah. people that are overtly sexual judging people that are suppressed. Yeah. They partner up and kind of discuss yeah. what the fear is of being too sexual or not sexual enough and it kind of creates this, like the people that are scared to express it can then understand where the other people are coming from and vice versa. So when they're in the same field, their fear has kind of resolved. So, who likes that? Yeah, self-identify. Like, what if like, there was a corner where if someone's feeling like, oh my God, they're being gross, disgusting sluts or whatever, they can like go in the corner and be like, you gross, disgusting slut, and just like... I'm talking about an exercise, I'm talking about an exercise to do this afternoon. To prep oh. for yeah. Oh, okay. Polarity around sexual openness or something. Right. Yeah. Well, what about the intention yeah. is to bring the harmony between yeah. these polarities before the temple so yes. the temple yeah. is more safe? Yeah. And, and it's not about ideology. Yeah. You're not trying to prove to the other yeah. one that you're right. You're just trying to express the parts of you that yeah. of like why you and to own them. Yeah. Okay, hold on, we got other other people, yeah. So what are you offering? You're offering running energy? Okay. So it's more like it's a place to transmit. Yeah. A place to transmit? So to liberate, to run energy without it necessarily meaning that you're going into any kind of physical encounter. So how would that work? Like different groups who are holding point for different things and you can wander around and get a transmission. I get it. I'm just wondering about the logistics. Who feels like it would be good to go and get transmissions from different skills before they come? Okay. Transmission. 
It could link into this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on. We spoke up in the interesting meeting this morning. It kind of riffs off of your first suggestion, Siren, is also to flip the predator prey, like if you're.